Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree, and our guest today is absolutely crushing it in Southwest Florida. Her name is Candace Decker. We're going to bring her on in just a minute, but man, was this yeah. a motivational Get podcast. ready to be inspired. Get ready to take action. That's all I can say. <laughs> absolutely. Now, Candace is going to go over exactly how she moved into a new area uh, within uh, when, about two years ago. Yeah, two years and ago. And completely rebuilt her real estate yep. career there. So make sure you stick around to check that out. Before we bring it on, we'd love if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already, and while there, drop us a review to let us know how we're, how we're doing. And we'll read it here on the show. I actually wanted to read this review. Okay. This is a little test. I know I went through that really fast. Ariel's yeah. like, how did you have Holy the breath smoke. to do that? That was a lot of breath. Folks, right? I'm excited. I got that on 2X. That was just <laughs> This shows regular. you how exciting this podcast is, man. I am hyped up and ready to go. But I also got this text message from my brother. And it was kind of like a review. He doesn't know how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Brandon. So if you're listening, <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts and drop this on there as well. But uh, we were uh, we had a vacation this past summer, so or fall or whatever, yeah. um, and we were talking about his business because he just started a business maybe a year ago. He yeah, I remember you mentioned it. He had a business in North Carolina. It was like a construction type business. Then he moved back to Pennsylvania and he began uh, business services. So he does payroll and accounting and HR and stuff for people. And he was picking my brain. He's like, I want to talk about your marketing uh, about my marketing plan. And I was like, all right, well, let's not focus on your marketing plan. Let's just focus on getting some clients in the door. And he wrote this. Uh, he'd never listened to our podcast before. I begged him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I actually went on his phone one time and subscribed him to our podcast and still never listened to it. But he said this, since our conversations on vacation, I've been listening to your podcast and trying to do one action item per day or week. And it's changed the way I think about my business. That mentality has landed me two new clients with another one likely to sign next month. So I just want to say thanks for sharing your expertise. Plus, you and Luke are extremely engaging when I listen. I just went back and started from the beginning with a goal to listen to one or two episodes a week. Keep up the great work. Isn't that crazy? That's your own family. It's just so funny. Yeah, it's so funny how your friends and family, how they react to the show. Also, hey, it's pretty good. I also begged him not to go back to the beginning. Yeah, I was going to say, if he thinks those are engaging, if tell he, him just to wait until yeah. these. Man. But I did tell him, I, I have to give him props because one thing with my brother, he starts things and he doesn't, he doesn't finish them. And he knows this. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know. But he has stayed consistent. This has been a few months now. And he has stayed mm. consistent with the podcast. He's Dude, up to like number that, 40 already. That text makes me feel good, man. Appreciate that. All right, so now let's get into this week's interview. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Candace Decker is a passionate entrepreneur and the team leader of the Decker Group with EXP Realty. In 2019, just two years ago, her family moved 1,200 miles away and she restarted her real estate business from the ground up. She now leads one of the fastest growing teams in Southwest Florida and has been featured as a panelist for her sales techniques, negotiation strategies, and marketing at real estate events across the country. Candace, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited. It is awesome to have you. Been following you now for a while on Instagram. Super impressed. Everybody should go follow you on Instagram. So we'll make sure we put the handles in the show notes and, and tag that at the end. But I would love for you, before we dive into this topic of like, how do you start in a new area? Would love to hear a little bit of your journey. How'd you get into real estate? Like, why did you choose the real estate profession? What led you there? Kind of take us up to today. So I think a lot of us get into the real estate business by accident, right? A lot of us don't grow up saying, I want to be a real estate agent. It just happens. Um, so I got out of college and I, I met my husband. We actually went to high school together, but oh, awesome. we ended up meeting um, afterwards. And we both grew up in construction. 
both of our dads uh, had construction businesses and him and I just really had a passion and excitement for flipping homes. And so we bought our first house together while we were dating. Wow. You, you can imagine what our families were thinking. Okay, I'm 22. He's 24. We've been dating for six months. And we're like, Hey, guys, we're gonna buy a house together and renovate the whole thing. And our families were like, absolutely not. They sat us down and said, You guys are crazy. You aren't married. You've only known each other for six months. This is an absolutely terrible idea. So we said, (laughs) Awesome. We're gonna do it anyway. And so my husband and I, um, we bought a home that was a borderline knockdown, three stories, absolutely awful, the worst thing you've ever walked into. Mm. And we spent the next year and a half every single day working on this house. Wow. And it was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever gone through because all of our friends were out getting married, having fun, spending money. And we were buying toilets like in the <laughs> trenches in the basement. It was terrible. Um, but did you it, live? Did you live in the house at the time? So we lived in the six hundred square foot walkout basement with a piece of plywood covering the upstairs. Oh my gosh, that's commitment right there. I love it. It was it was commitment, and um, it was it was it was not a fun experience, but it taught me a lot because we walked away with a six figure paycheck, Ooh. and at 23 years old. I had never seen money like that before. And that was exciting. So we were hooked right away. And uh, the reason I really got my license was because I just wanted to buy and sell my own properties. Mm. So specifically for the flipping business? like Okay. So you got in on the flip side. Um, and wanted to get your real estate license. So what led you to residential? Like what moved you over into selling it and, and buy, helping people buy? Well, we had used two other real estate agents who I was not impressed with at all. And I just thought, there, if they could do this, if they could make the living, why could not? I mean, we had really not great experiences. So um, I, it, was, it was an easy transition for me. And let's be honest, I didn't really have any other plans going on. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, what did, did... I'm curious because I hear that a lot. It's like I had a bad experience with a real estate agent. What is it that they did? Was it their lack of follow-up? Was it their knowledge? Because I think that's an important golden nugget for everybody listening that, hey, don't make this mistake because this is what causes people to have bad experiences. Yeah. So on the on the list side, our agent, we ended up pricing the home and we priced it $25,000 higher than his suggestion. And we sold it at that price. Ooh. The, the photos weren't great. And it was just... It was old school. You know, I have a marketing background. So I just wasn't super impressed. And then on the buy side, the agent we use... Now... It, before we jumped on here, we were talking about how I don't cry, right? This this agent had me in tears. He was yelling at me. Oh my and gosh. I thought nobody should be treated like this. Who would want to work with somebody? That's like this? insane. And he still got paid. So that's when I knew that I could change this whole thing around and that I couldn't be the only person experiencing these these bad real estate agents. That's crazy. 
yelling at you made you cry. So obviously, don't make your clients cry, cry by, by yelling at one. them. But the second one, which I think should everybody should point out, is like one of the main things you have to be doing as a real estate agent every single day is you got to know your market. You got to know what pe- pr- homes are moving for, what homes are coming on the market, what homes have moved off the market, so you can have an actual effective pricing strategy. If you don't know your market, if you don't know you know the data, then you're not going to be able to price the home appropriately. And then second is you got to bring something to the table other than just you snapping photos on just your phone or something like that. So I think those are two good points that you can take away as a real estate agent. All right, let's talk about, we get this question all the time, which is, Luke, I'm brand new to an area. I don't have a sphere. You always talk about working your sphere. I don't know anybody. You know, what do I do? How do I get started? Well, you have crushed it after moving to a brand new area. Can you walk us through what you've done, like that experience? How did you start building your brand and start getting leads? What did that look like? Yeah. So step one, it's really important. If you know you're going to be moving to a new market, you have to start preparing at least six months ahead of time. So I knew at least seven to eight months ahead of time that we were moving. So I was able to start preparing. A lot of times I have agents call me and say, Hey, I just moved to a new market. What do I do now? I'm like, well, you just lost six months of time Mm. because you didn't properly prepare. Mm. But If you are in that situation and you have that time, what you have to do is take the skills that you have that are transferable. So I was a heavy prospector in my old market. So it allowed me on day one to go into my new market and just transfer my skills from one market to another. So if farming is what your skill is and you're concerned about, well, how am I going to do that in my new market? Well, you've got to start from square one. But on day one, go build out your farm. Or if you are a prospector, then start prospecting. Um, I know there's a lot of people who do heavily use their sphere. But you can also quickly build a sphere in a new market. I think Mm. the challenges though is that agents tend to get really intimidated And their confidence level drops tremendously because they're used to being the top dog in their market. Now you're planted in a new city where you don't know anyone and your confidence is shook and you you just stop. You just stop what you're doing. And so that's where I see the issue most of the time when people are moving. So when you got into the new market, you you moved to Southwest Florida, you mentioned doing the farming and prospecting, obviously, tactically, what did that look like? What were you doing to farm? And then what what were your prospecting daily activities to start building up that Mm -hmm. list within this new community? Yeah. So I religiously call expired every single day. Love that. And so when I moved to my new market on day one, I started calling expired just like I had been in my old market, nothing had changed. And day one, I got myself in the door and took a listing. So how many were you calling? How many were you calling a week? Day one. You guys, it it was a $99,000 condo, but it was the most excited (laughs) I have ever been. And a really important lesson here is it wasn't about the price point. It was about getting my foot in the door and taking a listing. And then what I was able to do... I went all out. I did a professional video with myself in it. I did a fun video of me riding my bike to a bar to show the walkability. I did all sorts of really cool stuff because I wanted that to be my social proof. 
That's so great. now I had all of my marketing pieces, even though it was a $99,000 condo, I could take that to an $800,000 seller and say, Hey, look at all of the marketing I do. That's such a great golden nugget. I love that. So how many expireds do, do you call like a day or call a week? Are you calling everyone that hits the market or that's on the market? What does that look like? So the cool thing is I don't have to prospect expireds anymore because I did it for so long that now I'm able to take other business that's more come list me business yep. and you know different lead sources. So, but what that did look like is every single day dialing for at least 2 hours, sometimes 4 hours. And when I moved to my new market, every single day for 4 hours, I was on the phone religiously. And also on day 1, I had an assistant in my new market. She was hired before I ever stepped foot in the new city. Because I wanted wow. to be able to just solely focus on prospecting. And if I was spending all my time entering my information on... I mean, we have what Google business page, Yelp pages, all those pages. When you start a new city, you have to go build your SEO back up. And so I had her spending all of her time doing that while I was doing the money-making activities. Wow. I love that. That is such a good golden nugget for people. But that takes a lot of faith to step out and go like, how much did the assistant cost you? Did, was it a commission structure? Was it a flat salary? Um, she was a salary. Yes. And, and what I found, you have to believe in yourself. Mm. You have to know that you are going to make it because if the whole time you think I can't pay somebody because I don't know how I'm going to pay them and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, then you're not going to be able to. It is a mindset. How do you influence mindset? Because, you know, it's like, you know, there's probably people listening to this. I've been at this at certain times in my own life. It's like, I want to believe, but it's like, I, you don't know how. Like, how do you influence that? Yeah. So for me, when I would prospect for listings, so when I first started, I, I, I took my first listing, right? And that gave me that in my head, I can do this. And if I did it once, I can do it again. Mm. Right. And then I took the second one and the third one and the fourth one and went on and on and on. And so I think when you take the action and you you see the results, you know it's possible. And you have to believe this is not me being lucky. This is my hard work. And I can do this over and over and over again. It's it's interesting. I've, I've often quoted like Ed Milet is somebody I look up to and follow. I don't I know if you you're shaking your head. So I'm assuming you I listen listening. to Ed every single morning. Dude, I love anybody him. who doesn't listen to Ed, you're missing out. Ed Milet is just an absolute beast. But one of the things that he said that really resonated with me was your confidence is built by keeping these the promises you make to yourself. And I, it resonates with me what you're saying of this idea of just literally taking action. And what it, what it means is this, it's like, if you tell yourself you're going to get up at 4am and you don't get up at 4am, your self-confidence goes down because internally you let yourself down and now you feel bad about yourself. But if you say, I'm going to wake up at 4am, right? And you wake up, even though it's little, it seems minute, doesn't seem very, you know, like this is going to change the whole game, but your confidence goes up because you're like, I did it. I did what I said I'm going to do. And it's the same applies to your marketing, to your phone calls, to your prospecting. If you tell yourself, I'm going to prospect 
the two hours a day for expired listings for five straight days in a row. If you keep that commitment, your confidence is going to go up and it's going to enable you to do the next. And guess what? The results will come just by sheer force, (laughs) just by the law of averages. Even if you're unskilled, you will become skilled in the actual repetition of that activity. I mean, I can't tell you how many homes I sold because I, I got the wrong number. <laughs> no joke. You, if you just prospected for two to four hours every single day, you are guaranteed business at some point because you gave yourself so many opportunities, right? It's just a sheer numbers game. I think a lot of us give up way, way too fast. You have to do something for at least 120 days to really see the fruit of your labor. But the majority of us, they want that instant result. And it just doesn't happen. And so we give up. And then we go to the next shiny object. Mm -hmm. And And then that doesn't work. And we move on to the next one. Just to add a little data to that. like uh, I I talk about my brother a lot. Um, So he has a real estate team. They'll do hopefully 350, 360 transactions this year. And he just shared with me his Facebook numbers, right? He's calling some Facebook leads that um, he's generating. That's one avenue of his lead generation. 18 calls to get a lead to, to convert. 18 calls is what he's looking at right now. Think about that from the consistency standpoint. Most people won't even call three times, right? 18 calls. So what he has his, his team doing is, hey, you got you to gotta reach out to these people 18 times. Now, it's going to refine as you get better and you figure out better tactics and better ways to send text messages in between or emails. But be, he's successful because he's willing to make those 18 calls. You're successful because you're not overthinking the expired. The, the fact that's so powerful, the fact that day one in a new market, you're calling an expired where your probably market knowledge is not super high at this point. Like you're trying to learn it, but it's not super high. You don't know exactly what you're up against with these expires that you're calling. You're calling homes that didn't sell from real estate agents that were in that community. And you're calling with the confidence and you're just willing to take that leap of faith. I think that's so powerful. And if people are listening to this is think about that for a second, calling homes that didn't sell from agents who live there going, oh, I can sell it. I just moved here, but I can definitely sell this home. And having that confidence to make that call, I think that's so powerful. And I know people say, don't fake it till you make it. Screw it. How else are you going to get anywhere? Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. So talk about, because you mentioned this idea of video, you mentioned, um, you know, focusing on that from a trust standpoint on your social media. Is that your main strategy for social media? When people come looking for you, they see you on Instagram, they get to know, like, trust you, or is it used in your lead generation as well? All of the above. Video has been absolutely life-changing for me, especially coming into a new market. I started on day one. Now, I came from Chicago. Well, I say Chicago, but it was actually the rural suburbs where I was surrounded by cornfields. Everything was gray. It was oh, interesting. Kind of boring, boring, right? 
So I'm here. I've got palm trees, sunshine. We have a boat. I mean, obviously, this is why I moved here, right? Because of all of these beautiful things. Why do people want to move to Florida? The weather, the palm trees, the boating, the amenities. There's so many things. So I, on day one, just started blasting on my social that I that I lived here and all of the cool things about it. And I have friends that, that I met after I moved. They're like, I wouldn't have ever guessed you lived anywhere else because you are you are Florida, Florida, Florida. You know, and and I do that on purpose. I want everyone to know where I am. So what I did was part of my plan moving here was to have a show that I was going to go to different restaurants. And I was going to showcase the restaurant and get my name out there. I called it Cape Coral with Candace. That's all. That's great. So instantly, people knew they associated Cape Coral with my name. Mm. And so as soon as I got here, I found a videographer and we started shooting weekly. And this was this was so bonkers because... I was able to to go meet restaurant owners. They know everybody, by the way, right? Restaurant owners are awesome. Yes. So we would get in and we would say, Hey, we're going to shoot this video and you don't owe us anything. We just really want to... We love Cape Coral and we want to promote your restaurant. We love what you guys are doing. And with open arms, they let us in and we shot content every week. And... I was able to now network with some of the biggest business owners in our areas. I'm friends with them on social. They're sharing my stuff. Now we have this connection. Now I'm meeting people at the bars and restaurants as we're shooting, right? Because there's and there's um, patrons there. There's hostesses. There's servers. There's bartenders. There's managers. Now I know all of them. And... I can't say enough about shooting because then what we were able to do is put that on YouTube. Uh, one of the videos we have that we did, I think on Facebook, we had 65,000 views. Wow. So now we're, now we're hitting the community in general. Yep. We're hitting my sphere because they see this on my social. Now we're connecting with all the business owners and everyone that works at the restaurants. That's so good. And did I hear you correctly? You did. You started doing that week one. It may have been week two, but it was it was right away. Right away. I just love that. I and hope hired, people took the risk and hired a videographer. Yeah, right off the bat. yeah. Yeah, it's just so many people are just not willing to step out um, because what you said, they don't believe in themselves. It was interesting that strategy you're talking about of doing the restaurants and stuff like that, I think is so brilliant. We interviewed Tom Tool, which I know you know, Tom. Uh, from, I love Tom. Yeah, Tom yeah. is amazing, right? So we had him on the uh, podcast. He's actually local to us. So he's in this area. And he does reviews right now. He does a bunch of different video stuff, but he does reviews of sandwich shops. So where are the best sandwiches and everything like that? He wants me to do one with him. And what a neat idea for content, just like you're saying, that has this kind of local viral type. You know, it's not going to go past your local probably for the most part, but people are interested in it because they eat too and they want to know where the best restaurants are. And it's such an easy thing to do. And then the, I, the knowledge of knowing you're connecting with an influencer someone who has social impact in the community. I think that is brilliant. Getting them friended on social media, 
Really, really good. Talk to me a little bit because you and Tom both do something called the 5, 5 a.m. club. You're both yeah. moderators on this. And I think I love this. I've attended a bunch of them and listened to a ton of them. I think it's awesome. But tell a little bit about 5 a.m. club and what that's all about. Tom actually is the one who brought me into the 5 a.m. call, which is really cool. He's a mentor of mine. So 5 a.m. call Monday through Saturday, 5 a.m. Eastern time, live call. There's four of us moderators. And then sometimes we bring on guest hosts like yourself, which you did an amazing job when you were on. I, thank, I hope thank you come you, on again. You. And you get five minutes of motivation and just interesting things that apply to business owners and not just in the real estate industry, in a lot of different industries. And what I found, because I was a religious listener before I was invited on as a, a weekly host, is it's a great way to jump out of bed to know that you've got to get up so that you can listen to that call live. So it really impacted my morning routine by jumping on and listening to it. So um, if you want to sign up for it, you go to 5amcall.com. And you'll get the phone number there and you can hop on. Anyone is welcome. 5 a.m. Eastern. And there's literally thousands of people that listen. Thousands of people. Yes. It's amazing. amazing. It's truly like this tribe and community of people that are, you know, holding themselves accountable to being out of bed at 5 a.m., feeding their mind that then activates, obviously, what Michael Burt would say or Coach Burt would say, your prey drive to go crush the day. And I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to a ton of them. You just had a fire one on consistency. Um, so, you know, and I know that was just posted not too long ago, but this whole topic of, hey, you know, nothing comes usually the first time. You got to stay consistent in it. You also do this affirmations text that I would love for you to talk about and get people to sign up for. Um, because you're so much focused on confidence and how that transcends to your results. Yeah. So, uh, well, first off, morning routine has transformed my entire life. I feel like I've become a completely different person by developing that morning routine. And that all started from just watching people like Tom Toole, who became a mentor of mine. I'm like looking at all of these people doing incredible things and they all get up really early in the morning. And I was not a morning person. I would roll out of bed at the last second that I had to. And usually my morning was a total show. Um, so when I realized, I, I read the book Miracle Morning. Yep. And that changed my life. And from that moment on, I d- dedicated myself to getting up at at least 5am every morning. Now it's 4.30. And um, part of that morning routine is affirmations, saying something positive to yourself. I know we talked a lot about mindset. And wow, you guys, there are a lot of people in this world that have really, really bad mindsets. And you know what they do is they try to get your mindset not so great too. Mm. And I think it's, you know, we have, we all have a lot of people around us, some positive and some negative. And for some reason, that negativity seems to flow through more than the positive does. And so I think it's really important how we talk to ourselves because we've, we've got to be our own hero here, right? We've got to give ourselves a pat on the back. So uh, I started a morning affirmation text. So every single morning, seven days a week, you will get a text message from me with an affirmation. 
and you read it out loud. It's less than 400 characters. It takes 30 seconds and people absolutely love it because I think affirmations is one of the morning routines that we forget to do. Mm. We're too busy. We don't have an affirmation set. So we just forget about it and our day moves on. Um, So you want me to read off this number real quick? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you can text the word morning to 239-320-7853 to get your daily dose of positivity from me. I love that. I don't think people understand the, the psychology behind... Like They understand it from a marketing standpoint, right? Everybody knows you have to stay top of mind. Why? Because if you're top of mind in the minds of your database, when the time comes where they need your expertise, whatever it is, they're more likely to think of you than the competition. So this top of mind awareness is so powerful in business. Guess what? The same applies for your confidence. The same applies for the activities that you're going to actually accomplish in your own mind. This is why Tony Robbins teaches all the time. It's like what where your focus goes, your energy flows. Meaning if you just think positive thoughts, if you think about your goal 24-7, you're way more likely to take action on those things. What you think about, you act upon usually, right? And then what you think about is usually what you feed yourself. So if you're intaking good things like Stay Paid Podcast, shout out to everybody listening to this right now, right? But if you're intaking good things like 5 a.m. club, affirmation text, podcast, then you're starting to think about those things. What you think about, you tend to act upon. And that's what people don't understand. It's the same applies to your own mind. That's why you need these affirmations. That's why you need to think about these things, even though they seem corny and a one moment thing to a lot of people. It's so powerful because it shifts your whole focus. I think, and you totally nailed it right there, is, well, saying affirmation seems really corny and getting myself pumped up when it feels awkward is really corny. Do you want to be broke or corny? Like to me, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. Hashtag like, that baby. Oh man. <laughs> that's, that's my two options here. Like um, my team, we do a morning huddle every single morning at 830. And you know what I started doing every single morning? Because everyone's sitting there, I jump up and down. I'm just jumping up and down on our call. Like, how's your energy, guys? And I'm jumping up and down. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care if I look stupid. Mm. Right? I'm I'm trying to, you're either an energy giver or an energy sucker. And I try to be an energy giver as much as Mm. possible. And if I look corny or I look a little funny, but I can help bring someone's energy up or make their day, by all means, I will do it. Yeah, that's amazing. Control your ego, control your life. Absolutely. So you already kind of went over one of our questions that we always ask everybody, which what are some of the daily routines that you have? So let's ask you the other question that we 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 ask everyone. If you could go back now and tell your younger self anything, knowing what you know now, what would that be? I wish I would have had a better vision Hmm. earlier on. Um, in the last year, I have really focused on my not only short-term vision, but a long-term vision. And I think a lot of us, the perfect analogy is, it's like getting in a car where you have no idea where you're driving to, right? We get in the car, we want to know where we're going. And it's the same thing with our life. We are out aimlessly without precise goals. Mm. And if you can put together your vision and your goals and they're measurable and they're in writing and you look at them every single day, 
they're a lot more likely to happen than to not. Mm. And I, I wish I would have had, if I would have understood that earlier on, I feel like I would be a lot further than I am now. I love that. Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for coming on, Candice. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Candice Decker Real Estate. Awesome. And to get that daily affirmation tech, let's see if I got it right. Text morning to 239-320-7853. You got it. Yeah. Got that right. We'll include that in the show Crushed notes for it. this episode yeah. as well, along with Candace's links. You can get that over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this show and want to know how to show your support, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star rating along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. And of course, the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend, share this episode with someone in your life that you know needs to hear it. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us, podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. What a great episode. What an inspiring episode to get you out of your chair to take action, right? Stop overthinking it. The truth is, what I want to remind everybody of is that you can have the dream life you want. You can have it all. So many people go through their whole life thinking, I can't have it all. I have to sacrifice here to get this. No, you really can't have it all, but it's you have to do what Candace said. You have to get really clear on what you want and you have to write down those goals. You have to revisit them. You have to put a plan in place to actually accomplish that, right? Whether it's in your relationships, in your work, in your personal life, all these aspects can come together, but most people sit in their chair. And so my action item to you, because I'm inspired after this podcast and hearing this, I mean, think about this. Candace is a top producing real estate agent, blowing it up, moved to a new area and did it. Didn't let excuses get in the way. Literally day one started prospecting. My action item to you is to get off your butt and the thing you know that you need to accomplish, do it. Take action on it. Stop letting your fear hold you back. You can either be broke or corny, as Candace said. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 